What a performance for the Florida State Seminoles to begin their series against number eight TCU in Lupton Stadium at, in Fort Worth. Just got back to my hotel room. Um, that was as good as it gets. Um, don't know if we've seen a performance that good in the last couple of years. When it, you know, when you take in the atmosphere, the weather, um, how early it is in the season, the opponent, combine all those things, that's as good as it gets. I mean, you can't ask for any better than what Florida State put on the field tonight. Um, it all starts with Jackson Baumeister. He was absolutely fantastic. So, so good. Uh, career high 5.2 innings, career high eight strikeouts, only allowed one hit, didn't allow a hit until two outs in the sixth inning. Um, struck out, I mean, only walked two, 81 pitches. Um, man, he was just really good. I mean, that's a really good TCU offense. Um, I mean, they came in tonight averaging 11 runs per game, and they played two top 10 teams last weekend. It's not like they've just played some nobodies early in the year, and that's why their their offensive numbers are so good. I mean, they played they played Arkansas, they played Vanderbilt, and put up 10 plus runs in both of them. I think they might have put up, I think they put up 18 on, and I don't remember which one. I don't remember if it was Ar- I think it was Arkansas. They put up 18 on, and I think 11 on, on Vanderbilt. Entered this weekend, I think, with the 15th best average in the country. I know it's early in the year, but they did that against really comp- good competition, hitting over 350 in four games. Um, and then Jackson Palmeister and Wyatt Correll only, com- I mean, they combined to allow only two hits in nine innings tonight while striking out uh, 14 batters. Um, that's just, man, doesn't get any, doesn't get any better than that. I mean, J-Bomb, he's just taking the next step. I think that's what we watched tonight. I think we watched J-Bomb take the next step. I think we watched J-Bomb kind of realize that he is that dude. Like, he he can be really, really, really good. And, I mean, Jackson coming out of high school was one of the best pitching prospects in the country. Um, was a kid that a lot of people thought were going to get drafted, made it to campus. Obviously kind of struggled through last year with his command. But, man, Chuck Rostano has done some good work with him. Um, and he's in a really, really good place now. And, you know, hopefully he he runs with this. Um, I mean, he wasn't even supposed to start Friday until Monday or Tuesday. Um, and I mean, he just came out and went out there and absolutely dominated and set the tone for the whole weekend, I thought. Um, fastball command was great, was getting ahead in counts early and often with the fastball, which then kind of allows him to be the dominant pitcher that he was tonight. Um, off speed, I thought that the slider looked really good tonight, continues to get better and better every time he's out there. He worked really hard in the summer to, to find that pitch, to create that pitch, to create a, a swing and miss breaking ball um, because the curveball, you know, it's it's not really a swing and miss pitch. Um, he did get a couple strikeouts on that tonight too. Um, so the off speed is getting better. Um, when J-Bomb is consistent, J-Bomb is going to dominate. That's It's as simple as that. Um, man, he was good tonight. That was It was really fun to watch him pitch. Um, it was fun to talk to him after the game. I'm going to add those interviews with with Link and J-Bomb onto the end of this podcast um, for you guys to listen to if you want after my thoughts. Um, just thought that they both had some good thoughts on tonight um, and enjoyed my conversations with both of them after the game. Wyatt Correll comes in in the, in the sixth inning, two outs, two runners on base, tying run at the plate in Braden Taylor, who is a preseason Big 12 player of the year, future first rounder. Um, preseason All-American, one of the best players in the country. Um, and Wyatt comes into the game, and four pitches later, he strikes him out, 
makes him look like he's probably never picked up a bat before with an absolutely ridiculous slider. Um, just hellacious, hellacious slider. Um, and just dominated TCU's, TCU with those sliders all night long. Um, and that's why Wyatt is in this role. There's no one better in this the country right now at getting clutch ounce than Wyatt Crowell. At the end of this year, there's not going to be anyone in the country that's gotten more clutch ounce than Wyatt Crowell in the last two years. He's just so good in this role, and he's so comfortable in it. I mean, he looks like he's out on a walk in a park when he's in these huge moments, and he just does it with ease, and his stuff is just so good. I mean, he could he could tell hitters that a slider was coming, and they would still have absolutely zero chance. Um, he just dominated. I mean, he just – Slider after slider after slider. I think I want to say all six of his Ks came on sliders. Um, so, man, th- those two guys together tonight were absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Offensively, obviously a kind of a tale of two games. Um, Vanderhey kind of took it to them there through the first five innings. And I thought that they kind of struggled to pick up the ball early on. Um, TCU kind of has a weird uh, – batter's eye i mean it's just like kind of like a a grass hill and the in the grass is kind of dead right now so it's kind of like light and there's trees out there but they're not grown um they're just like trees without leaves um and it's just it's kind of tough to pick up the hand out of the pitchers the ball out of the pitcher's hand but i think that as they settled in um they started to figure things out and vanderhey was doing a really good job with i think he had a pretty hard sinker i think low 90s to mid 90s uh, really good slider. Um, I was back there behind the plate a couple innings, and his slider was was really good, really tight. And they, I just don't think they could pick it up. Um, he also had a good changeup um, that he was throwing to some of the lefties and giving them fits with. Um, but they just kept grinding out at bats, and those last four innings of the game was just quality at bat, quality at bat, quality at bat, quality at bat. And when you're putting together quality at bats, you're going to score a lot of runs. And they scored ten runs in the last four innings. Um, Tip of the cap to, Col- to Col- tip of the cap to Colton Vincent again. Gets them started in the sixth. Doubles down the third baseline. Then DMS drops a single in center. Um, and neither of those balls were hit too hard. But like it's just that's what happens when you put the ball in play. Good things happen. Um, and that's what they needed to get them going. And it did. Um, Colton scores the game's first run on a wild pitch. Good read by him and good hustle to get to the plate. Then Jaime rips a double to center. Um, I mean that's just why he's a sophomore. Captain, he comes up in those clutch situations with two outs over and over again, um, and he plays with as much, if not the most passion in the entire country. Um, I could watch that kid play baseball 365 days of the year, and I would never get tired of it because he plays with such such a fire and such a joy. Um, it's just really fun to watch. Um, and this team right now is fun to watch, and that's something that's new. Um, and it's been enjoyable through these first five games, and hopefully it continues. But, man, I mean, overall, I mean, Jaime was amazing tonight. Three hits, three runs, two RBIs. James Tibbs was really good tonight, two hits, two runs, three RBIs. Crushed a ball to the left center gap in the ninth to clear the bases and kind of send all the TCU fans home. Um, and he got some trash talking going on there in the sixth, too. Um, he kind of he loves that competition, too, just like J-Bomb does, I think. I mean, all these guys do, and, man, they just, they're playing really good right now, and it seems like the vibes in that dugout are as good as it gets. I mean, they just, they were unfazed, unfazed the entire night, even when things weren't going well early in the game offensively. Jordan was really vocal in the infield, I thought, early in the game, and it was, was really 
helping J-Bomb keep going. He was just keeping at him the entire time he was out there and telling him to keep going. Um, he's done a really good job of being vocal early on this year, I think, um, especially with Cam to his, to his right, as I've mentioned before. Um, so uh, Nander also had two hits tonight. Diaz had two hits. Uh, Trayton Rink had a big hit in the ninth inning, or that might have been the might have been the eighth inning actually. Um, I also thought Rich Walls had a really good moment in this game. Uh, sixth inning, Sardi two nothing, two outs. Jaime's on second. Trayton grounds to first. David Bishop can't handle it over there. Ball kind of kicks to his left. I want to say about probably five feet away from him, but. Wally was sending uh, Jaime the entire time. I mean, he was giving him the wave the, as soon as the ball as soon as the ball kicked away from from Bishop and Jaime was going full speed, um, and you know Bishop tried to get the ball, bobbled it again, and then and then Jaime scores pretty easily. Um, and you know, last week I know people were like, "What in the heck are they doing?" When they sent Colton on on the same kind of play up the middle. And he got thrown out at home, but like that's why, and that's why I didn't have an issue with his it. because you're pushing the envelope, you're being aggressive, for someone to make that play after they just made an error, and then to try to recover that quickly and try to make a perfect throw to home to get somebody out at the plate while he's sprinting from third to home, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, and Wally really knows what he's doing over there. Link has said over and over again. You know, part of the reason I don't coach third was one, because I like to be in the dugout to kind of run things. But two, Rich Wallace is really good over there and he knows what he's doing. He's done that for a long time and he's really, really good at it. And he doesn't really make too many mistakes, um, you know, on, on those calls. So, yeah, I mean, overall, that was just it was a fun night at the ballpark. Um, and just seems like the guys are in a really good place right now, as good as they've been in the, in the last couple of years. Um, so it's just fun to watch right now. Hopefully it keeps, hopefully it keeps going like it has been. Obviously you got to wake up tomorrow and, 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 you know, go back to the grind. Tomorrow's another day. TCU's still a really good baseball team. They're, they're the number eight team in the country for a reason. And that crowd's going to come back tomorrow and, and they're going to be just as raucous. They're going to really want to beat you after they, after you beat them the way you did tonight. Um, and they're going to want to try to prove a point. So you got to be ready. Um, Jamie Arnold will be on the mound for Florida state. That game is at three o'clock Eastern time, two o'clock local time here. I think it's on Big 12 now again on ESPN plus um, for you, for those of you trying to find it. Um, but yeah, I mean, man, doesn't get any better than it than it was tonight at Lepton Stadium. So I'm going to add those interviews to this if you'd like to keep listening. Just wanted to give you guys my quick thoughts here as I got back to my hotel um, from the stadium. Um, really enjoyable night in Fort Worth. Um, hopefully Florida State can keep that rolling into Saturday and Sunday. So um, we'll see how that goes. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, leave us a five-star review if you can. Um, really helps us out. Um, and we're going to try to keep pumping these out um, and just keeping you guys as informed as possible on FSU baseball. And um, So you want to keep listening, we're going to have Link Jarrett's interview on here and then Jackson Baumeister's as well. To come in against a team of that caliber and play the way we did Friday night, just exceptional, starts on the mound. Baumeister has taken this and stepped forward. Like I've seen it and the things we talked about and he's been working on, he just went out there on that stage and did it. You know, his fastball was dynamic 
in some moments last week, but it wasn't consistently like executed. It was today. It's good. His curveball, first time he's actually thrown it with purpose, and it had a little more depth, and it was in the zone and in the bottom of the zone, and that type of pitch seems to get people off that good fastball. And his slider was still good, and his changeup was in play. So you had a guy you could physically and feel the control he was in of what he was doing, and the stuff was dynamic. And then to be able to go to Wyatt, it just worked that he got to face Taylor when we were in a little bit of trouble and got the strikeout and got out of it, and we just let him go. And there was we, we discussed not running him out there in the ninth, but he had already thrown enough where I didn't feel like it was a situation where we could bring him back, so we just wanted him to go. And it was cold, and it was hard for the guys to get loose. Two different offensive games. You had the first half of the game where Vander High was on it. The sinker was firm, hard. His four-seamer was good. Really, the slider was tough. The changeup was good, and his deception made it very difficult. And um, I think Vincent maybe, and then Diamez eventually dumped one into center field, and Jaime got us going, really. And Jaime had a huge night. The at-bats from the second half of the game totally changed and you could feel our guys like settling in and man they really hit some balls hard there was a stretch there those last three or four innings where those balls were hit as hard as you can hit baseballs and just proud we made the plays cam played great at third colton did a great job behind the plate tibbs made a really nice play on wyatt's first little swinging bunt um just a well-played game in a tough environment against a very good team and that's the first win but you have to you have to do more to win the series. To play this complete of a game in the first time this season that you're on the road in a real raucous environment, I mean, their students are basically right on you here. Just how pleasing is that for you as a coach to see that complete of a performance from your team? The guys are special. Um, we talked about coming in and being a machine. You have to you have to drive the machine on whatever course the machine needs to be on to win the race, and we did that. I mean, those guys answered today. Our guys played the game the right way, start to finish, and, and it's not easy. When you're going through getting chewed up a little bit like we were offensively, it's tough. And Bomeister matched it and probably bettered it. I mean, his performance kept us in it. And his pitch count wasn't allowing for more. Like It, it wasn't that we didn't think he could do more. It's just that he hadn't gotten to that point. So we knew, in fairness to him, and the conditions were tough. I mean, it's 40 degrees with wind, and it just didn't feel like it was in anybody's best interest for him to go back out. So just great for the guys, great performance. For Jackson to do that in front of this crowd and it to be the conditions, and his start also got moved up a day from last week, just how much does that say about how tough he is to go out there and do what he did tonight? He's a competitive kid. I felt it my first day here with him. He likes to compete. I felt like when he bounced out of the dugout to go to the mound, like he was engaged with what was going on and he likes to compete. And you have to, liking it is one thing, you have to execute within the competition and clearly that's what he did his entire outing. It was great. You mentioned Jaime's big game and just the passion with that he plays with and both those big hits he had, he came up really yelling and beating his chest. Just how much fun is it to watch him play on a day-to-day -day basis? It's great. The, the guys play with emotion and they want to win. I, I think it's not uncommon at this level, but their desire to win is it's unique. Like they're in it from start to finish. And we have carry-ons out there leading the charge in the infield and kind of running the game and 
talking people through things and helping Cam and Nander and everybody's on the same page and Tibbs has learned how to play first base is, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of emotion. Jaime was a big example of that and Tibbs, the, the hit he got, they kind of drove the lead to the point of you felt like you were in control of things. Just really proud. Just how much have you enjoyed seeing Wyatt uh, excel in the role that you guys have put him put him in to start the year? Yeah, we've talked about the necessity to maintain control of the game and evade. And sometimes the evasion in the middle innings, you know, you can't script out when it's going to be needed. Uh, but the value of somebody that's that athletic, that's dynamic, that can get you out of some stuff. And and a lot of times you you just hope the ball's not in play and. In this case, the strikeout of Taylor was what we needed, and it lined up. It's game-changing to have a guy like that. And we have Whitaker, we have Kirkland, and Armstrong, and Oxford. I think there's guys down there that are, that are capable of this, and that lengthens that bullpen, and you can evade more stuff when you have guys that can escape. First Friday start tonight, and, and to perform the way you did, just how much fun were you having out there? In the oh, I was the having day? a ton of fun. It was awesome. Uh, definitely great to go out there and you know set a good tone for Friday night. Um, we talked about that a lot all, all week in practice. Was setting the tone on Friday night, and uh, you know offensively, defensively, on the mound, we did a great job, set the tone, and hopefully we can keep it going this weekend. Chuck came out to the mound. I think it was the sixth inning, and the crowd was getting pretty into it at that point. And I think you were kind of just smiling and laughing and. Just do you feel like you perform at your best when you're in crowds like this? For sure. I mean, it definitely just kind of, you know, amplifies everything a little bit. You just get a little more, a little more juice, a little more uh, excitement. And that's what baseball is about. That's the best part about it. Just what was working for you overall tonight? First pitch fastball for a strike down in the zone. Uh, showed the curveball, landed it for strikes was big for me. Uh, slider swing and miss and for strikes. And then uh, showing the change up, got some weak contact on that. So. Having all four pitches, being able to throw all four for a strike was, was big. How big has the progression of your slider been for you? It's been huge. Uh, learned it this summer in the Cape and, uh, you know, working with Coach Ristano, I mean, it's just been all uphill from there or all downhill, I guess. It's been great. I mean, just each day it seems to get sharper and sharper and I just get more and more feel for it. Obviously, you had confidence coming into tonight, but after doing what you did tonight, does it give you that kind of extra confidence going forward? A little bit, because you think about it, you know, TCU, pretty high, high, high level team. You know, they've beaten some other pretty good teams out there. But uh, try not to pay attention to it too much, but definitely, you know, kind of remember that, you know, next time going out, I'm, I'm kind of that guy. So I got to remember that.